Nick and I recorded this episode on Sunday night after he had been doing some drinking and watching some football, and I had some work activities going on in my life, and we proceeded to drink a couple shots of tequila and have ourselves quite a fun time as we were laying this bad boy down. So this is our first installment of Playing Catch-Up, where Nick catches me up on the day of football, and I catch up to his drinking level. There's some stuff in the middle you'll hear us reference cutting. I decided we weren't going to cut it. I'm going to show you the whole gritty recording. I hope you guys enjoy all the absurd antics. I don't know if we're on a hype mic or not right now, but I'll go on record saying that Pablo is going to have a better fucking career than Chet Holmgren or Jabari Smith. Ooh, we are indeed on a hot mic. Sorry, I literally just pressed record, but yeah, we're on it. Down, Write you know, it down. I swear to God, write it down. Put it in your fucking. I don't even freezer. have my goddamn headphones. Pablo Banchero has a better career than either one of those fucks. Man, Jay and Ivy's going to have the best career out of all of them, though, son. That's not otherworldly, but I think that it's. <sighs> It's less likely than than Pablo. I'm now plugging my headphones into the proper recording device. Turn my headphones up. My headphones went way up after. Turn my headphones up. Shit, son. They are. Pablo's gonna go down. Pablo's a fucking baller, yo. I think Pablo. Pablo's like fucking Zion with knees that won't fucking burst. Sands the uh, explosive Nevos. Also less athletic, but much more like (laughs) structured. Also, a better game. less athletic. Yo, uh, all right. So here's here's a legit hot take. Pablo to Zion is like fucking Tim Duncan to David Robinson. Like significantly less explosive, less athletic, but like more fundamentally sound. All right, love that. I'm also gonna... no connection, other than the fact that those two played for the Spurs and my two played for Duke. But there's some connection there. Yeah, I we're suppose. hey man, we're drawing s- s- loose parallels. But we got a lot to take. Regardless, in five years, if fucking Jabari Smith is balling out and Pablo sucks, come back at me and be like, bro, you fucked this up. But that's not going to happen. I'm just happy that it's on the record, as I like to say. We're on the record. I also like to say. That's true. We both like making sure things are, in fact, on the record. Which is, I suppose, how we started rambling here on D2B2 Sports. One time. One time. For your mind. Holy shit. Welcome, man. We did it. We, We just started recording stuff. We have a loose concept of what we're going to do today. This is a brand new concept. We're trying this thing out. But uh, as always, I'm Derek Weber. Derek. Derek. This is my dear pal, Nikki Sager. Hey, Nikki, cover Winkler in bees. And we are the hosts of this here thing called D2B2 Sports. I can't hear nothing. Oh, yeah, that's because your headphones are straight up not plugged in. I just had to plug mine in. Yours are plugged into your laptop right ah. now from editing the other day. Yeah, so we uh, we left everything set up uh, after we recorded our Friday 5. And we're here on a Sunday night getting down, recording some schniz. Are you referring to the Friday 5 bangers? The weekly bangers on the Friday 5? Oh, they were banging. Uh, I actually had some success in my picks this week for the first time this season. Nick, yet again, was very successful in his picks. I had a shitty week. I only went three and one. 
only three and one, shit folks. Week, shit week. I too went three and one this week. And my parlay didn't land. But that's that's a separate tally from the three and one count. As we've talked about, the parlays are more your scratch off and your fun on the side here. You haven't gone three and one yet. That's true. I'm you counting my Chiefs. chickens before the hash. You need the Chiefs to, yeah. to pan out. But I, th- I think you're in good shape. I'm in good shape. It's Sunday night. It's live action. It is 10.02. The uh, current score of the football game, I actually don't know. They're on a commercial at the moment as I look behind me. But, yeah, I'm optimistic the Chiefs are going to pull out my minus two and a half. How are the Chiefs only favored by two and a half in this game? I still don't get that. Like I, It stood out to me then. It stands out to me now. There's some questions in the uh, in the wide receiver core for Kansas City. Maybe some questions in the running back backfield. I, th- I think that the Chiefs have the ability to put up points, but Tampa Bay's defense is stout, bro. Like, I don't know. Yeah, but all their weapons are out. And I know Mike Evans just came back this week, but other than he's, that, like, he's Tampa already Bay's... scored a fucking touchdown, man. All right, touche. He's already got a touchdown. You know, I just, uh, anyway, I suppose you're right. This, this was two good teams, of which we were just saying before I hit the record button that there aren't that many good teams there's a whole lot of bad seeming why did you say button sometimes the record button you know i just i like the extra button well because i was hammering the t's i was trying to be articulate button i was being articulate yeah you sound like an english teddy bear (laughs) you sound like paddington 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 bear somebody touched my button but i don't want to talk to a lawyer That'll get you five to ten. Minimum. (laughs) Bear minimum. See what I did there? Bear Bear. down for midterms. Bear down for midterms. Bear down for midterms in jail. Minimal. To long term. Service terms. Man, this got off track in a motherfucking hurry. What are the odds? So we're playing a game of catch up tonight. Recap. I'm playing catch up. So here's what just happened throughout our two days collectively. Elaborate Nick, a little bit. Nick, you tell them about your day first. Without the football terms, like what you did today, broadly. Just like you watched some football and you drank some booze today, correct? Yes. Were there, you, other, there was you, some other activities? You just asked me to talk about my day, and then you described exactly what my day was. Sweet. So, All right. Well, my bad. I got excitable. That's what I did. I nice. bounced out, man. I, I, I hit a couple different spots, man. I caught up with a lot of different people that I know at a, a couple different Places in the area. I've been known to uh, have acquaintances in more than one area, and I hit numerous today before I caught up with these. And uh, I guess this brings me to what you did before you hooked up with me. I mostly worked, in fact. Also which turned is... my headphones up because yeah. I can't hear nothing. Can't hear nothing. All right, I've turned up the headphones. Ooh. Up. Is that a little juicier for you? Top. Top nice. notch. We're Top notch. It. We're back in it. All right. All right, yeah. Let's talk about me now that I can hear myself. Yeah, yeah. So basically all I did today was work. But the point of the, today's episode is I'm playing catch up with Nick, both in his football observations as I look over box scores and look at my fantasy lineups and see that I won five bucks on one of my uh, on a DFS I made that Ooh. I didn't talk about. But uh, sadly, I've only made a few DFSs of this year, even outside Ooh. of these recordings, and haven't done well with any until this one today. So Game on. slightly better day of football for your boy D's over here. But uh, now that I'm doing that, and I've just had a shot of tequila with you, should we'll we probably do, one do more? another shot of tequila? I mean, we're on the should air now, so we should probably we should dabble. Uh, and we yet again shout out Addictivo Tequila, as we did on one other episode. I believe the best ball episode, in fact. We've had this bottle for a while. We it's have. A, we're slowly polishing it off. It's, it's a quality 
level of tequila. It's, it's it not is. one that you blast through in one episode. That's true. Uh, but it's been an absolute treasure, and uh, we need to remember to like uh, tag them on Twitter and stuff and whatever. Be like, Addictiva, we're out here. We're just showing love to you. We don't Twitter tag anything. We don't, but Addictiva is pretty damn good. They might deserve the shout-out. Hashtag next time. Nice. Hashtag when we start hashtagging. <laughs> hashtag when we start hashtagging. Hashtag do we have a Twitter? We do. It's at D2B2Sports. Hashtag nice. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, we'll pour some Addictivo out here in a second. Also, uh, for the record, uh, please follow D2B2Sports on Twitter. It does exist. And Instagram, same handle. Motherfuck, motherfuck, noise, noise, noise. One time. For your mind. Anyway, yeah, let's, uh, you tell me about the day of football by first recapping the Friday Five for us. Give us give us a breakdown of what's going on with the Friday Five, and I'll, I'll pour some tequila shots. Friday Five, no surprise that I won three out of my four plays for the week. Pretty much all were walks in the park. Lions, Seahawks, over 48. I got a little bit of a, of a tickle in my throat when I saw that DeAndre Swift and Amon Ross St. Brown weren't going to play. I thought about backing off of this and chose not to. I chose to stick to my guns, let it ride, let this game play out. And, well, this was one of the easier covers of the year, probably, because uh, the over 48 only covered by 45 points. Which was the Lions' final score. So yeah, well, uh, the uh, Seahawks' opponent... final score was 48. The Lions scored 45. Uh, I thought you said 45 for some reason. My bad, dog. No, 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 no. no. The total was 48. So uh, yeah. basically I could have just played over 48 and just let the Seahawks score and had Detroit not even play the game and still would have pushed. Yeah. Yeah, no, I said the right thing. I said, and only missed by the Lions score. Oh, all right. Game on. I, yeah. Maybe uh, I misheard. Yeah, I, I was just paying the other side of the coin from what you would have hit. Anyway, unimportant. But, yeah, fuck yeah, dude. Lions offense being a, uh elite-tier offense in the NFL through four weeks is, you know, everyone's expectation, right? This is obviously what people saw coming when they thought about Lions football this preseason. I mean – did anybody see the Lions being an elite tier offense in the NFL and also being one and three? Yeah, that part's pretty hilarious also. Also yeah. being a top-notch offense that gives up 48 points to Geno Smith. Geno! Although, I, I'm curious to see how this panned out, but I, I vividly recall you putting Jared Goff in your fucking DFS lineup. Uh, that was actually not my DFS that won five bucks today. That one did not do well. Because you didn't fucking put it together the right way, bro. We have to have a, an episode where I explain to you how to put together a DFS lineup. Because, like, you threw Jared Goff in a DFS lineup, and you put nobody else in that game in the same lineup. So here, Like, the- if you had stacked it the right way and put in Goff and, like, Hawkinson, like, you probably would have won, like, $5,000. So he just like didn't do it. I mean, like the Goff Hawkinson with like a Rashad Penny bring back, like that is a ball and ass fucking structure. Yeah, but the problem is I also but you just like, don't follow the way you do this. You yeah. just like throw a bunch of fucking but assholes the, in there, like Jared Goff. 
The other problem is that I also had like Stefan Diggs, who was ice cold, and like three of my most expensive plays were also all ice cold. And you just don't win all that when all that happens. Also, I agree with your point. And I hey, understand, Coach Nick. But I'll, you need to work on your structure. Like on a weekly basis, we have to evaluate your your lineup structure. That's fine, Coach Nick. Let's do it, man. Take the fucking horns live. All right. Well, you can coach me up on air, man. I'll learn to get better from you as we do the damn thing, dude. You know me. I'm a gut guy. If you're going to say, oh, motherfucker, G2, if you're going to save the money and throw Jared Goff in your lineup, like you have to have some way of correlating that. And fucking Hawkinson went ballistic today. Yeah, but like, that been, would have been the spot. And it would have been like such an easy I've spot. I've been burned too many and times Rashad on Hawkinson. Penny was cheap as fuck, too. And listen, I, I got Rashad Penny in some plays this year. Yeah, I but, got him in lineups this week. I'm all over the, Rashad Penny. With, with the format, though, that's what I'm telling you, right? And I didn't have this either. Like, I'm not like saying that I did this, but like, if you if you took your golf idea, you had an idea, you were like, I like golf at a, a discounted price, right? And then you follow the structure of like finding a way. I had Rashad Penny in this lineup. I, okay, but no stack. Yeah, but I had the other guy you were telling me I should have had with him. Yeah, but you. Exactly, but you you can't exploit like the. Here's what we, I know you. I do you have know to exploit the double points on a stack and then the bring back right. So your bring back was a shot, Penny, bad as fuck. But the stack, my B two, which would have been like a dope dope stack after DeAndre Swift and Amandra St. Brown was out. Like if you just stuck with this motherfucker and you slid Hawkinson in and like maybe like had to dump a couple bucks somewhere else, like you would be you would have been like profiting like sick right now. Well, here's the two things I'll say. First of all, first of all, how have you never used bring back as your B2 of the day? It's time for Derek or Nick's D2 or B2 of the day. Because you're all over these bringbacks. I have a bringback in every DFS lineup that I did. I know. Yeah. So I guess that's just an annual B2 versus a B2 of the day, I suppose. Once a year. Yes. That's what annual means. Uh, I do an annual DFS Uh, lineup. Opposite of annual. Recurring? Weekly. Weekly. Ooh, there we go. His weekly given B2 is the bring back. But I'm picking up what you're laying down, my guy. The problem is also, Jared Goff was like the last piece of this puzzle. I wasn't like building this DFS where I'm like, Jared Goff will be sweet. I kind of built the thing. It was like, what quarterback can I afford after this? That's like putting a puzzle together and like finding the corner piece last. Like your quarterback and... Stack should be the first thing you do when you put together a DFS lineup. See, here we go. Now we're talking tips. See, yeah. we'll, we'll do a full DFS breakdown for y'all soon. Because, yeah, I agree. I would love to hear more of these tips, man. We've never really done this part of the gambling world as a focused activity. And, you know, we haven't taught the people stuff in a while. Maybe we should get back to basics. We gave them Gambling 101 back in the day, which got some positive responses. Uh, one, Amin Lancer. Shout out, Amin. Uh, in fact, told me that he finally understands plus minus, amongst other things, and understands gambling terminology better because of that episode. If you haven't listened, it was our very first tr- drop back in the uh, about a month ago now or so. We should do a DFS like structure yeah. lineup. That'd be a great episode. episode. Yeah, it'd be a fun time. And I could go nuts on this for like an hour. Yeah, Professor Nick. Talking. Yeah, You'd have fine. to cut me off. No, it's good. I'll just kind of like cue you up with some questions and stuff, and I'll just take notes and let you ramble. Yeah, I would play this game. Nick likes to play games for the record, folks. My silver pick, Titans, plus three and a half. Outright winner. Never in doubt. Titans beat the Colts 24-17. Why the fuck were they underdogs? Can you explain to me why Matt Ryan is favored over anybody? 
Um, sir, I cannot. I, uh, as if anyone listened to our hot takes episode, I'll keep mentioning some old episodes in the archives at this point. I, in fact, was all over the fact that Matt Ryan was was washed, and uh, people shouldn't be excited about anything led by Matty Ice at this phase of his career. It's over. The Colts have yet again swung and missed on a vet. They, uh, they, they've had a young nucleus in place that was ready to win some games for about four straight years now and just keep picking the wrong guy to lead it down the field, and they will yet again either narrowly make or narrowly miss the playoffs. Probably narrowly miss, and probably in heartbreaking fashion, and possibly yet again against the Jags. Easy winner. Titans win outright. Derrick Henry, 22 carries, 114 yards, one touchdown. Next Thursday, Thursday Night Football, presented to you by only Amazon Prime. What a rape job that is. Exclusivo. Talk to me a little bit about this game, Dees. It is two quarterbacks on new teams that are drastically living well below their expectations. Is it Broncos-Colts? I actually don't know the schedule. It's exactly what it is. It's fucking Broncos-Colts, Thursday nice. night football. Yeah. That tell like- me what you think the line is and tell me what side you like. I'm going to guess the Broncos are favored by three and a half. I'm going to guess the point total is 46 and a half. Fuck. I think it'd be way lower. I think you're probably right. I think I was giving it too much credit there. I'll say like 42 and a half. Okay. I don't know. That one's harder for me. I, uh, anyway, and what was the other part of the question? What do you like? What 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 side would you be on? Uh, at Denver or at Indy? At Denver. I like how you picked a line before you asked where the game was. Here's what I think the line is. Where's yeah. the game? I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I just it's uh, endeavor. Yeah, that's a good point. I would think Denver wins that game. I don't know. I've been very underwhelmed by Indy in every aspect, and at least Denver's had like a very competent, uh, fringe, elite-looking defense minus this week against the Raiders. Denver minus three. Total is 43 and a half. Okay, so I basically bounced to both sides of it with my guess there. You're pretty ball. Huh. Nice. All right, I was very close on the over-under guess there. Yeah. I... Immediate thought. Thursday night game going to mile high. I, I'm i very inclined to think about playing like a Colts under 20 points team total. I don't know how they score 20 points in Denver against that defense. I would tend to agree with that. That makes a ton of sense. Nice. So that was tier two of your uh, your three tier. Give me your tier third two. Uh, tier three. It was my only loss of the day. It was uh. Well, we just covered this. It was uh. It was the Broncos. Broncos plus two and a half. This this, this had life. It didn't materialize. I hate to put it this way, but uh, I think some things didn't bounce our way. The Raiders had a, uh, a fumble recovery that got taken back for a touchdown. I don't want to say the Broncos got outplayed, but they certainly didn't outplay the Raiders. Raiders win 32-23. That was my one loss of the day. 
Bound to take an allocation over there. So you are currently sitting at 12-3-1 on your four picks a week through four weeks, correct? 12-3-1. Once you factor in our prop play, which was Tyler Lockett, over 59.5 receiving yards. He made it almost to 190 yards receiving on the day. Pretty much a walk in the park. Walked right through the park. 12-3-1. If you don't like that, then I I don't know. What, what do you like if you don't like 12-3-1? Do you like... Misery. Do you yeah. like brownie sundays? Ooh, man, those are really hard to like or really hard to dislike. I mean, you know, but oof. yeah, but you know, I have nothing for that. Honestly, I have no response. Do you like hot cheese dripping over? I, I'm just everything. Gonna, yeah, I'm just, just going to stop there and let anybody else insert the blank because is there anything that hot cheese dripping over is not good? No. School books. If you're like a, a student and someone's dripping hot cheese over your school books, that might not be sweet. Very expensive school books. Yeah. Which I would hope that by now most university students are just pirating all their books and not buying the text anymore. Well, I would hope they're pirating melting cheese. Ooh, I hope that their piracy leads them to melted cheese for yeah. sure. But yeah, uh, where the fuck are we? We just finished my four picks today. Do you want to talk about yours? Yeah, we can talk about mine. I had a good two week and for two, once. banging week for these yeah. five hundred. Uh, you know, would have went three and one if I would have just picked a single bet instead of continuing to parlay my props every week. I'm excited for. Are you going to do this again next week? Are you going to do like a quarterback? I might. We'll find out. One and a half touchdown over two. 18 passing no, I might finally switch it up. You know, I've been having fun with it early in the season. It was a fun running gag. But I might, you know, buckle down and just make a single prop where only a single prop is required of me. Jags-Eagles. I just over. keep making life a little more difficult on myself because that's the type of person I am. I Stop do that every dieting. now and then. Seriously, don't bother dieting again, ever, because you don't need to. If you really want to lose a serious amount of weight for good, then do this little-known fat loss shortcut for the next three days. It may surprise you, but the biological difference between being lean and being overweight isn't the number of calories you Are you not doing this? No, I'm not doing this. I thought, I thought you were, you were this. doing this. Oh, I thought you were doing this. What the fuck is that? I thought you were trying to make a bit. I thought you were like... I thought you were doing making a bit. No, man. What the fuck is that? I, I don't think I have any websites open other than ESPN. Yeah, no. What? Oh. Yeah, I don't have anything running over here. No, that's me. Happier and healthier. I'm leaving it in, for the record. I thought it was you. Audience, we apologize. I I don't... No, we don't apologize. Let it ride. Nobody's worried about me. Great song. Look how that ended. Dude, what are you still playing over there? How have you not mastered turning it off? It's a YouTube video of Caddyshack quotes. I'm just letting it ride. Uh, Caddyshack's pretty good. Caddyshack's pretty good. A uh, little peel back behind the curtain for you. Do you do drugs, Danny? Every day. Good. Good. little peel back behind the curtain here at the production facility, a.k.a. known as the Underground. The Underground. I swear, a.k.a. known as, also known as known. Anyway. Nice. Yeah. Anyway, so the Underground here. Nick and I actually didn't do this in the Underground. We did this in my basement, so I guess the alternate Underground. The, the other Underground. The other Underground. Yeah. Uh, Underground too. We recorded. It was like the place where like the people from Lost went, where they didn't know if they were supposed to go. It was like the other underground. 
I never watched Lost, but for those of you that did, I'm sure that reference lands hard for you. But I, uh, we recorded an episode of us drinking and watching Caddyshack and decided we're going to reevaluate a movie format before we drop another movie format because it, 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 it's not the greatest, folks. We'll drop it for you someday. You'll get that in a blooper segment down the road. No, nobody should ever hear this. I'll chop it up. I'll make some funny bloopers out of it. You'll get you'll get some some best of bloopers out of the Caddyshack recording someday. This was a terrible idea, and it was even less well executed. It was oh, a horrible yeah. idea, and it was poorly executed. Yeah, but we tried something. You know, the only was, good news is that we got like pretty drunk and had a good time. It was a lot of which, fun. I mean, I'm pretty down with that. Yeah, it was a lot of fun, and Caddyshack's hilarious, so that part was sweet, too. Because, you know, watching Caddyshack's awesome. But let's get back to the task at hand here. We'll run down my bets, and then we'll get into D's. today's Jags, action. Eagles, over 45. Talk to me. I kept saying it over and over again. I thought points were going to land on the board all over the place. And the, the points did. The Jags took a commanding lead early. And then the Eagles' offense just kept clicking. And the Jags managed to get a few more points along the way. And lost good and comfortably. That part of the day I was wrong about. But the offense did indeed flow. You, I was home safe there with some time to spare. You almost got stung here because it started pouring in the third quarter. And like I was watching this game and I watched the Jags go up. Well, I'm sorry, I watched them go up 14 nothing. Then I watched the Eagles come roaring back and put up 20 points in the second quarter. And I'm sitting here, I'm like, 34 points at halftime. D's is good. And the third quarter is about to start, and it is pouring. And I'm like, fuck. What's going to happen now, right? And then zero points in the third quarter. And I'm, I'm shaking my head. I'm shaking my D's mustache head. I'm like, do, 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 do. But you got home, 29-21. Eagles. Got home, baby. That's all that matters. I got home. And then, of course, uh, we got the Chiefs in play. And then I had the Jets cover Jets by outright plus winning. Plus three and a half, son. J-E-T-S. Plus three and a half. Uh, Pittsburgh actually benched Mitchell Trubisky at one point yeah. in this game and pulled in Kenny Pickett. Pickett got, the, got some action, y'all. And George Pickens immediately got, like, 50 yards after Pickett came in. So, yeah. The Pickett-Pickens connection is going to be sweet. And I think this is going to be something that you're going you're gonna to continue to see happening. This was uh, this brings me to an interesting point in my day that I want to talk about on a personal level, if you don't Please. mind. I, I, I don't mind. Do you mind? But before, before we get personal, oh. I'd very quick like to do a shot to Pittsburgh losing to the Jets. Oh, fantastic. I'll drink to yeah, that. Yeah, we've got the shots poured now. Cheers. Yeah. yeah. Uh, here we go. Here fuck, we go. Uh, fuck. Fuck Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Fuck. The state of Pennsylvania. Highway, Highway 76 sucks ass. Yeah, definitely sucks ass. Uh, fuck uh, sandwiches with French fries. Also fuck. Uh, actually, I can't agree to that part of the cheers here. I'm sorry. Fucking that's the one of the few things that's come out of Pennsylvania. They're very good in the sandwich game between cheesesteaks and sandwiches with French fries. Fuck both are really fucking good. Primanti brothers, but everyone else that puts French fries on sandwiches? Sure. Yeah, all right. Cheers. Back in. Game on. Telly Here we go. All right, as playing catch-up continues, please get emotional with me for a second. Break down. As a matter of fact, do you need to call Dr. D's? No, I don't need to call Dr. D's, unless you want me to elaborate on an experience that I had in a restroom. I mean, it's up to Do you feel like Dr. D's is needed for this exper- experience? I, I felt a little bit... A little bit thrown aside. Okay. Well, hey, you know what, folks? This is Dr. D's here. 
and I just want everyone to know this is a safe space. This is a place where I want absolute comfort, absolute honesty, and you know, just a place that you can feel comfortable to share what's in right in here, buddy. Right in this heart of yours. Right in this space, you know? I'm here for you. So, welcome to the office. Please take a seat. You can have an upright chair. I've got this lovely couch you can lay down in. I've got one of those cool marble sets that you like flick the one, it bounces the ones back and forth. Oh, the bing, side. bing. Bing, 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 bing. You know, just whatever is going to make you feel good in this space. Dr. Dees. Yes. How can I help you? Have you ever walked into a public restroom? I have, yes. And you know that feeling when there are only two urinals and they're both being used. Yeah, yes, yes, indeed. And one gentleman has a beautiful quaff of slicked back brown hair. Flowy. And he is holding one hand on his hip while holding his business in his other hand and standing very straight up in a very masculine way. Really powerful poses. You know, some men feel the need to really assert themselves physically when in a men's room. That the testosterone. one of those nice black t-shirts that look like they should be a Pittsburgh Steelers jersey, but they're just t-shirts with numbers on the back. And the numbers on the back are 86 and the word ward, which lets you know immediately that this gentleman has been a Pittsburgh Steeler for years. Yes. Because Heinz Ward has not played for them for God knows how long. Yes, yeah, that is indeed a fan who was around a good while back. And he's turning his head 90 degrees, speaking to another gray-haired gentleman with the exact same pose. Ooh, matching poses at the urinals. Gray beard. Cigarette in mouth. Not smoking. But he can't wait to get out of this pisser because he needs a cigarette because it's been at least... 13 minutes since his last Marlboro Red. Yes, the psychological term for this, actually, when two men to strike the similar pose at a urinal yeah. is called urinal mirrorization. Ooh. Uh, and I witnessed a, this. It is a phenomenon that you see with two men who have deflated egos, who like to also drive lifted loud trucks and also Correct. like to ride motorcycles where they sit at a red light and rev their engines real hard so everyone knows they have a motorcycle. This brings me to my next point, because one of the individuals was wearing a long-sleeved black shirt, not the Heinz Ward, gentlemen, long-sleeved black shirt with red flames going up and down the sleeves, as well as across the back of the shirt, that would indicate to you that he was a Harley guy. Yes, they do like to peacock with their uh, Hartley merchandalia. This is where it gets sideways. Oh. Instead of saying Harley Davidson down the sleeves, his shirt just said motorcycles. Yet, he was wearing a Pittsburgh Steelers hat. So, a shared camaraderie over so a I could tell. Of- this guy was for real. Obviously a very dedicated fan with the Flames and the Pittsburgh Steelers hat in tandem. Motorcycles. Motorcycles. 
and they discussed the fact that they couldn't wait for Mitchell Trubisky to get benched because they have dealt with a bad quarterback for so long that they didn't deserve to keep waiting until Kenny Pickett took over and became their quarterback of the future. Because Lord knows, if you're a Pittsburgh Steelers fan and you had to deal with three and a half weeks of Mitchell Trubisky that you have waited way too long for the next wave of the future. Yeah, that the projection of pain they were describing, you know, it's it's one that comes from a place of privilege where they've sat for many successful years and they're now very suddenly used or not used to the pain of suffrage. So they feel like that three and a half years or three and a half weeks rather feels like three and a half years. That's the projecting. That's the pain they're projecting to each other through these lies and through these hyperboles. Dr. D's. Yes. How do I deal with these men? Well, first of all, I would say that you're best not dealing with these men. Uh, They're not the type who will rationally understand that going from Ben Roethlisberger to three and a half weeks of Mitch Trubisky is not a long wait. In fact, is a short wait. They will not understand these types of things. They will look at your statements about such things and they will deflect with their own rage. They will deflect with insults towards the Giants as you're wearing a Giants jersey on the day. And I, Just to make sure we're on the same page, are you referring to the 3-1 and one New York Giants? The They are, in fact, the 3-1 and one New York football Giants. That is correct. Yeah, 3-1. and one. Uh, The NFC East currently has those two with a combined 7-1. and one. Bro. Interesting. And the 3-1 and one Dallas Cowboys, which is not a real team. Yeah, they are a not a real football team, obviously, as only valued as one of the most valuable sports franchises in the world. But, you know, not a real football team nonetheless. You're not a real football team when 80% of your fan base is landscapers. Was that a real stat? Yes. Interesting. It, from the U.S. U.S. I would like trail. to. I would like to read a psychological evaluation of what makes landscapers so interested in the Dallas Cowboys specifically. I think that would be a worthwhile read. I'm sorry, folks. Uh, uh, Doctor D is getting sidetracked by my own psychological interest in the community. I apologize. I'll get back to my patient here. There's now, patient. no way this should ever make the air. This is totally. Let's <laughs> 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 go on a blooper reel somewhere. It's fine. <laughs> Like this is this is just like flat out racist. Like it's completely out there, dude. How is this racist? What do you mean? How is that racist? Why the fuck do you think that all the landscapers are fucking Dallas Cowboys fans? Because they're all fucking Mexican. Oh, That's why they're racist. Oh, I literally didn't think about that at all. I literally like <laughs> literally didn't remotely put that. Did that together. skipped over you? Yeah, that completely skipped over me. Like <laughs> that. Whoa. But like real talk, when you go out to like Mexican spots, like they're all Dallas Cowboys fans. Legit. Come on. Seriously. <laughs> God, man, I didn't know. <laughs> you, you can't, like, think back, right? When you, you see, like, Mexican dudes that are, like, hanging out or coming into fucking Beto, it's like, they're all Cowboys fans. I, 
I don't think I ever noticed. Oh god damn it! I promise you. <laughs> I swear to God, I'm gonna have to like. I promise. I'm I'm turning through the archives. You dial, remember dial it well. back yeah, a little bit. I know, but man. That's I'm a real thing. Not dialing it back well. Well, let's get back to the matter at hand. This Doctor D's episode sucked, but it has legs. It has legs. Yeah, yeah it it's does. fine. There are there are legs there, but this one we did, we, we gotta like we have to have an idea in place before. Yeah, we no, it was fine to try it out. Though it was fine. Whatever. That's the beautiful no, part no, of a no, pre-recorded no, no, media. No, no. And and quite frankly, like like I would rather just like fucking off the gun try to do something and see what happens than like try to like come up with an idea yeah. and like rehearse it and shit. Like let's the just, voice like, is rip, good though, right? Let's rip shit and see what happens. And if it's sweet, it's sweet. And if not, it's not. But this is sweet, but not this one. The voice at my end is pretty money though, right? It is. I got this like yeah, quiet, slow yeah. stammer, just like No. You sound like just like a little bit disturbing, but like also like comforting. Like you might be somebody that I would hang out with if I was if I was like not in Seattle. <laughs> Duly noted. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um I think we covered the uh Bets up the Friday Five pretty good. I could do like uh, we could do a funny bit where I just like play like uh, they took a little some type of like lobby or elevator music while I do like a preamble about like got really off they they got distracted drinking for or they got distracted doing blank for a while and then got back to topic here. And it's like, is it like a pick back up? Your your choice of connecting where we were to where we want to go was a little lobby girl. Is that what you said? Or a little, little lobby a music. A little elevator girl. Yeah, like no little lobby or elevator like music. Little elevator girl. No music. Like this is horrifying. Waiting room music. You know. Even worse. Yeah. Doctor D says my brain in a space. I might want to step outside for a second. What do you feel about that? I feel pretty strongly about it. You look um, fantastic, by the way. I, f- I feel fantastic. This tastes like Miley Cyrus after a bad Halloween party. Dude, I'm so glad I pressed record right before you just said that. Fuck. Fuck. I swear to God. First statement after I press record <laughs> and after our break is this tastes like Miley Cyrus after a Halloween it party. It does. Yeah. It's nice. like just the nice, nicest part of dark. Yeah, we're so- that's going to be a sound bite for this for sure going forward. We're getting I'm clipping it for sure. <laughs> fucking gold. This beer is really fucking good though. Shout out whatever brewery this yeah, is. Yeah, it is. Cheers. <laughs> whatever brewery you are. I'd put Shout the can out. outside already. Shout out whatever brewery you are. Some new place in Baltimore. Shout outs. What's up? Shout out the right side of Baltimore. Ooh. I don't even know what that is. All right. Let's get back to business, you know? We, we floundered about for a bit. This is us unfloundering. As the playing catch-up continues, we caught up with our Friday Five recaps. Now let's uh, catch up with today's NFL action. Nick, I missed a lot. Give me just like two to three-ish guys or things that really grabbed your attention. Like, just... Breakthrough performances, whether you, they were surprising or not. Just things that were like, holy shit, standouts of the day. My survivor pick, the Green Bay Packers, needed overtime to beat the New England Patriots, captained by Brian Hoyer, and then draft pick Bailey Zappi out of Western Kentucky, who finished the game at quarterback, still needed overtime. Wow, Talk to me. you survived. Talk to me. Oh, that's is it time to panic about the Green Bay Packers? Are they 
Are they good? Are they not good? Um, I would say there's room for a moderate level of panic for the Green Bay Packers. Like, not it's not freak out. It's not sell all your stock. But a moderate level is a is a good level because the the Minnesota Vikings are. I like the way you phrased that because you do know that the Green Bay Packers are the only publicly owned NFL football team in America. No, I forgot it. Well, I knew that, but I was that pun was unintentional. But yet, well said. Thank you. Yeah, I love a good accidental pun in my life. I'm always delighted when I pun. Are you worried? If you're a Packers fan, are you worried that it took overtime to beat Bailey Sapper? Yeah, I'm a little at worried. At home. Yeah. Yes, I would 100% say yes. I would be a wee bit worried if I was a Green Bay Packers fan. For sure. That was, man. Brian Hoyer's 50, right? That dude's like 50 years old. I uh, 54. I just looked it up. 54, 54? years old. Yeah, yeah, that tracks. Yeah, that holds up. Yeah, the Packers did outgain the Patriots, 443 to 271. Uh, there was a pick six involved. That is a, a, a game changer. But, I mean, there's got to be a time where you're, if you're a Packers fan, you're sitting at home and you're like, why am I going to overtime against the Patriots' third-string quarterback? Yeah, man. That, that's got to be an uneasy feeling when you've had the combination of wins that you've had over your years prior to this moment, for sure. Uh, you know, it's no Pittsburgh level of suffering where you've had three and a half games of bad quarterback play. Oh, it's a nightmare. How do we deal with this? How do we deal with this? Hands on my hip, pissing, <laughs> showing somebody how cool I am. Hella cool. <laughs> man. Can you believe it? It's Kenny Pickett time. I'm sending it to Pisser. Fucking so ridiculous. Machismo. I had an interaction with a really pleasant Pittsburgh Steelers fan today. The guy sounds like an asshole. It was not bad. Yeah? Uh, he seemed, he was very he was pretty chill. All right, talk to me. He was just like at the brew pub and uh I was outside in the tent mostly during the day, but uh stepped inside to help out the busy rush for a little bit. I was talking to this guy at the bar who's sitting there, like, keeping up with the Pittsburgh game on his phone and just having a beer while he's in the area by happenstance. And, you know, he didn't seem like a Pittsburgh loony loon. He just seemed like a regular Pittsburgh guy. Sounds like a dick. Yeah, you know. I mean, he had a big beard that I liked. It was a pretty cool beard. Ah. All right. Wasn't that bad. Is Nick Chubb the best running back in the NFL? He really fucking might be. And the funniest part about it is that he's had all of a handful of years to sh- to really be it and never truly has. But this year, holy shit, he really might be. It's really weird to see a guy in his like fourth or fifth year then suddenly be the best at his position, you know? Uh, 81 carries, 560 yards rushing. That's real good. Five touchdowns. This might be the best running back in the NFL. Wild stuff. Any argument? Is there no argument on your part? I don't have one off the top of my head. Will no. you at least like take my side and like throw Saquon at me so I don't have to do it? Like, right. Will you just like tell me that Saquon Nick, might be the yeah, best? How about I'll back? just do it this way? Is Saquon Barkley the best running back in the NFL? I'm glad you mentioned. Ah, Saquon, 31 carries, 146 yards rushing. Also played quarterback today because the Giants had both of their two quarterbacks injured. And Saquon played quarterback for most of the fourth quarter when they ran a Wildcat. I found out about this at like 7.30 p.m. today, by the way, folks. And yowzas, that's impressive. Kudos, Saquon, 
for sure gamer of the day. Like you got to he's got to be the gamer of the day. Which isn't a word an award we've ever given out or anything, but I'm starting it we right just here did. right now. Starting we right just now. Did. Gamer of the day to Saquon for no, sure. No, no, gamer of the week. Gamer of the week, yeah. Gamer of the week to Saquon for sure. Like uh stepping in and running wildcat quarterback and keeping the game alive and winning. Fuck yeah. Impressive. This was the most bizarre game to watch because I was watching two teams in the NFL that have uh probably the two worst offensive lines in the NFL between the Chicago Bears and the New York Giants and questionably two of the worst offenses in the NFL despite the fact that my beloved New York Giants are three and one but all kidding aside the Giants ran two plays in the first half one play was handoff to Saquon Barkley and the second half was fake handoff to Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones rollout which was borderline like an option pass to the tight end or let Daniel Jones take off. Like that was the entire first half that the Giants did. Handoff or fake handoff play action bootleg over and over and over and over again. And it just kept working. So like in my head, I'm thinking like, is this really like what Brian Dayball does? Our great offensive coordinator from Buffalo just does this. But my second thought was, well, it fucking keeps working. So like until you decide to stop it, like, why not just keep doing it, right? Yeah, man. Why reveal more of your playbook if the first six plays are working? And it just worked, like, the entire first half. And it worked most of the second half until Daniel Jones got his ankle hurt, and then Tyrod Taylor also got an injured ankle, and then Saquon was just... Football guy of the week. <laughs> playing quarterback as nonstop wildcat offense in the fourth quarter. Yeah, dude. But... Badass. So it sounds like your immediate two kudos are Nick Chubb and Saquon Barkley. Who's the third best running back in the NFL? I mean... After those two guys. Who's third? Derek Hill had another good day today, right? He seems to... Derek Hill. Derek Hill's strung a couple sweet games in a row together. Now he's starting to like... I'm giving the wrong name again, aren't I? Yep. Derek Hill. What the fuck am I talking about? God damn it. I think Derek Hill played uh, point guard for the Pacers in 1986. I wasn't even born back then. Derek Henry? <laughs> Goddamn Derek Jesus. Henry. I can't believe it's yeah. We've only taken two shots at Aquila. You forget who Derek Henry is? <laughs> yeah, man. Apparently I did. Derek Hill. <laughs> Derek Hill. Derek Henry. Uh man, he's yeah, has an, had himself another dandy of a week this week, right? Buck ten. Touchdown against the Colts. Yeah. Slow form getting back, slow a uh, couple weeks getting back to form, but two sweet weeks in a row now. Like that's good enough for me to say. Derrick Henry is probably. I think Eckler had a good day. I'm um, back. I'm back to Derrick Henry top three again after seeing a couple good weeks in a row after a slow start to the season after that injury. Like that's good enough for me to be like combined with history. Derrick Henry's top three to me again. Hot take. Third best running back in the NFL this year. Maybe not in terms of talent, but in terms of stats. Josh Jacobs. I mean, he had an insane day today. That was he one will that I, keep uh, having those that, kind of days. That was when I saw the, the as I was doing some box score glancing around and went, "Holy shit!" I often just forget about Josh Jacobs. He's I've never actually had him on a team before, and uh, he's just he's he and Miles Sanders are in this club of like running backs who continue to turn in good value, and people continue to just kind of sleep on them. They are, they like, 
they're both the epitome of this like sleepable guy. And they both had monster ass days today. 28 carries, buck 44, two touchdowns. The second leading rusher on that team, do you want to guess? Mm, the Raiders? Yes, on that team. Do you want to guess who the second leading rusher was on that I, team? I don't. I have no ideas. Derek Carr. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's going to command carries out of the backfield. There was a lot of concern that he would not like play on receiving downs. He might not get third down carries. He like he seems to be the guy. Like if I'm if I'm in a fantasy league and I'm targeting someone that wants to like sell high, that's the guy that I'm targeting from someone that wants to sell high. Which is normally not the case. But I would go get Josh Jacobs right now. Wow. Even on the sell high price tag. But you play like you play the game where you give like a you do like a two for one, right? Like you have like a like a steady running back and like a steady wide receiver. Like you get like a two two and you get Jacobs, like I would play that game. But no one ever really wants to be on the receiving end of those. On like the receiving end of the two. Like people always feel like they're being undersold when they're offered like a pair of guys for one guy. Am I wrong about this? Like I feel I don't like think you're wrong. I think you, you just needed like I mean, I don't know. There's no There needs to be scenario. an extremely high upside to at least one of those in addition. Like, that's, the, that's the, I think you're right about the angle, and it can work. But in addition to one of them has to be, like, steady and a reliable starter. Not, like, elite-tier starter, but, like, should be started in most formats. And the other one needs to be, like, a high upside, but it hasn't necessarily completely popped off yet, guy. In order to really entice people. Because like that's the part of it where it's like, oh, I'll be able to start so-and-so every week. And blank could really pop off here at the back end of the season. So what if it was like... Brandon Cooks and like a could-pop-off running back. Kalu Herbert. Yeah. Brandon Cooks and Kalu Herbert. Which one do you want? Do you want those two or do you want Josh Jacobs? See, I still think I want Josh Jacobs more. That's a tight one, though. That's a tight one. But, yeah, Brandon Cooks is, like, your reliable safety net. Like, yeah, he he has 1,000 yards and five touchdown seasons week in, week out. Adam and I were just talking about this earlier. Uh, fucking, he has 1,000-yard seasons. Jerry Judy. What about him? And Khalil Herbert for Josh Jacobs. You know what's funny? Brandon Cooks will probably have the better season when it's all said and done, but somehow Jerry Judy's more tempting. Tyler Lockett. And Khalil Herbert for Josh Jacobs. Depends what my team needs are at that point, but it gets really tempting at that point if I'm a Josh Jacobs stakeholder and that gets offered at me. Like it, it depends what like it depends what my team's looking like. If I'm doing really well and I'm successful, I'm not one to rock the apple cart if I'm like performing really well. I'm I am. I am. I'll rock it. Like I. I don't want to stay in third. I want yeah, to go. I want to. I want to throw it at it and see if I go from first to fifth. Yeah, but you look at that point. You're on the wrong side of that trade offer. You're not the person that's giving up one player for two guys. If you're already in the top three and you're scoring really well, you're the guy that gives up two of your guys to get one more, even sweeter guy. And you're trying to like. Yeah. But that's I'm sa- I'm saying if I'm on the other side of that, like if I'm yeah. sitting there with Josh Jacobs and my team's cruising, I'm not going to trade for two guys. Yeah. It depends what else you have. 
obviously. I guess, yeah, but it, you know, I'm more likely in that in that phase of the game. I'm out there t- trying to offer two guys for one other sweeter guy to pair with Josh Jacobs. Okay, that's fine. So let's let's go let's go just one v one for the sake of conversation, right? Because it, everything two for one depends on roster build, right? Yes. So let's talk one v one. Would you rather have Josh Jacobs or Joe Mixon? Man, I have a lot of Joe Mixon stock this year, which happened by accident. And uh, I think I'd still rather have Mixon by the end of the season, but I think I think that's really close. That's that's the line. But the fact that Josh Jacobs has performed up to a, a Joe Mixon shows that he was slept on in draft boards repeatedly this year. Josh Jacobs or Leonard Fournette? Jacobs, by a mile. I'm not high on Lenny at all. I don't think Lenny has a great year this year. Josh Jacobs or Najee Harris? Man, um, mm. I I have even more goddamn stake in Najee Harris this year, um, which has been rough thus far, has been quite rough thus far. So yeah, at this point, after being uh, burned for a few, for a handful of weeks now, yeah, I'd want in on Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs or Miles Sanders? They're the same guy. Insert the office meme with the chalkboard, and they're the same picture. Well, one of them has a quarterback that steals carries. I mean, yeah, but I guess that I guess that makes somewhat difference, like in terms of goal. In terms Josh of Jacobs or Cordell or Patterson. Josh Jacobs. Yeah, I still don't buy long term in a Cordell yet. Fuck no, dude. But dude, honestly, kudos because it's now a year and some change that he's continued to be a successful running back after just like five years in the league as an unsuccessful wide receiver. Three different teams. So weird. Like this guy's journey has to be one of the weirdest journeys in the NFL, right? In in the history of the NFL, right? Like it's right on par with fucking. No, there's no history for a guy that failed as a wide receiver for many, many years on many, many different teams. And then all of a sudden was like a sweet running back for his fourth team in the NFL. Like, there's no history for that. That's what I'm saying. He's like amongst the weirdest stories in NFL history for that. The only thing weirder is going off and playing arena football first and then coming back and winning a Super Bowl. Ah. That's the one that I've got. But literally, that's the only story that I have ahead of Cordell Patterson and how successful and weird this run has been. Um. So you've given, a, you've given me a, a few guys now that you really loved today. I'm going to give you a couple shout-outs from my day just looking down box scores of yeah. people that I'm just like, nice to see you have a monster day today. And one of those, i got to start with Rashad Penny. You and I were all over this in the podcast. We talked about it, having a monster day, and he overachieved by those standards, in my opinion. Fucking 17 carries, 151 yards, and two, two touchdowns. Like, ooh, baby. Like, sucks that it was against my Lions, but nonetheless, a beautiful fucking outpour today from him. And I had I was one week a away. Lineups, Remember two nice weeks ago? Can I cut you off? I'm Please. sorry, man. I get excited sometimes. Remember two weeks away, I did the back-to-back or, or uh, the bring-back, running-back, running-back stack? I, I should have done it this week with Jamal Williams and Rashad Penny. That would have been like a sick like back to back running back. Oh, running you're back winning stack. thousands of dollars if you if you have that with some other good plays. One week away, baby. Yeah, yeah, it's true. 
I actually have a daily fantasy which has both those guys in it, but because I had ice cold picks like Stefan Diggs and other things, I only won five dollars. But yeah, I did have a DFS with those two in it together. But uh, another shout out I want to give aside from Rashad Penny, Mike Williams, uh, seven catches, 120 yards, didn't get a touchdown, but it's nice, nice to see that yardage total getting high again. Mike Williams is still a guy I believe could finish a season as a top eight to ten receiver in the NFL. I told you he would be a top five fantasy wide receiver this year, and I'm gonna stick by that. I'm I'm, I'm still in on that. that as well. It's just like he has these weeks that go so quiet, and like that shit really hurts that campaign. But weeks like this, even with no touchdown in them, are pretty reaffirming to me that Mike Williams is a true ass wide receiver one in this league. Yeah. Love that dude. Love the play. Killing it. Top five. End of year. I, second time I've said it. The first time was six weeks ago. Now we're four weeks in. I'm standing by this. Top five wide receiver, Mike Williams. And my third and final shout-out that I want to give is to George Pickens. Uh, George Pickens today, after Kenny Pickett comes in the game, gets eight targets for six catches and 102 yards. Again, no score, but... In this situation, that seems like they're. I would imagine this is the sign that Pittsburgh's turning to Kenny Pickett next week, right? That's like this wasn't an injury based call. This was a football based call, correct? I didn't see the game, but it sounded like it didn't. I didn't hear about. No, I heard all about this at the fucking urinal with all these. Oh, God damn it. Yeah. Steelers, dudes. Um, no, this was a coaching decision. It was just time to recognize that Mitchell Trubisky was not their guy and Kenny Pickett is hopefully their guy and it's time to rip, roll, and see what happens. And it's not surprising at all that George Pickens is going to be the recipient of a lot of targets because, listen, man, two rookies, they've been through rookie camp together when all the other receivers were probably not present. They weren't present or active at training camp. So you got two guys that have a rapport versus guys like Claypool, Deontay Johnson, Fryermuth that don't have that rapport, right? So it's not surprising that Pickens is going to target Pickens out of the gate. That's incredibly unsurprising. Also, like real talk, he's probably just better than those dudes. Like I also he's legitimately that. just more talented than fucking Chase Claypool. Yeah, I'm with that. Uh, I have George Pickens in two leagues. I've been holding patiently. This is a draft stock I wasn't going to let go of in the early weeks. I told myself this was a sit-and-wait game, and I made – and, you know, luckily, a guy like George Pickens I was getting in very late rounds in the two drafts I was able to get him in. But I've been sitting and holding ever since, and now that stock Pickens feels is, like it's oh, going to really pay off for me. Ridiculously talented. Yeah, obviously I didn't start him in either of those because I'd have been a lunatic no. to have him starting. But it's nice that he's sitting on my bench at the ready now in two leagues. I've got him at the ready, and I'm, I'm pumped because I think that some coming weeks are going to be really nice for me having made that draft investment. This trade went down in one of my dynasty leagues at 9.17 this morning, and I saw it, and I was like, get the fuck out of here. Like, I thought it was bizarre. I still think it's pretty bizarre. But uh, somebody traded Jonathan Taylor and Dontrell Hilliard for, you ready? Please. Kenny Pickett, George Pickens, Isaiah Pacheco, and a second-round draft pick in the rookie draft next year. That's crazy. What a day to make that trade. Like, if you're on the receiving end of that and then today happens, you have to just be sitting there like, Like, on paper, you should get way the 
like way the fuck more than that for Jonathan Taylor. Yes, yeah. But but then you're sitting there like today and you're like maybe bang, I just made these bang, whoa motherfucker yeah yeah I don't know wild stuff that's I'm not sold that it was a good trade oh I'm no not sold I'm, I'm not sold trade. that's a good trade either but that is an interesting day for that to happen right before that happens nine seventeen a.m. damn I saw it I was like, fascinating fucking serious yeah I've you know that's one of those things that. You can't evaluate a dynasty trade for three years. No, it's, people get mad. People get Way so weird often. about it. But dynasty football trades, you literally can't evaluate until all draft picks involved have entered the league, like or been used as other trade pieces, or like there's just so much that goes into dynasty football that you can't evaluate a trade on the surface. You can have instant reactions and think seem things seem one way or the other, but it's going to take time to level out and really have a clear picture of the truth. Carson Wentz, second best quarterback in the NFL after two weeks today, went 25 for 42 for 170, one touchdown and two picks. Dees, is this back to reality or just a couple bad weeks? Oh, this is back to reality. Oh, back, there goes gravity. Back, oh, back, there goes back. gravity. Hopes. Hope there goes rabbit. You know, like let's fucking insert Eminem because he's a better rapper than me, surprisingly. And fucking, yeah, it's back to reality. Carson Wentz sucks, and we're seeing it again. Shocker. Third football team now. Still sucks. Surprise, surprise. Two weeks in a row. Tons of pressure from the Dallas defensive line. Is this a unit that's commanding concern from anybody else in the NFC East? I couldn't possibly tell you that, but that's not a question that I I cannot evaluate defensive line play in that type of way effectively. Especially, I didn't see the game today, so... Uh, seemed you know had a couple good performances on paper, but that is not an answer I can really give much life to. Yeah, two weeks in a row of games that I've watched, uh, Dallas has just pummeled quarterbacks in the backfield. The only reason that they won that game against the Giants, I hate to be like a Giants apologist, but I, like somebody on the Giants defensive line or on their coaching staff like owes Daniel Jones rent because they lived in the Giants' backfield the entire game. It was preposterous. At one point, the, Cow- the Cowboys had 24 pressures on Daniel Jones. 24 pressures. Damn. Like, they barely throw 24 passes in a game. Like, would he get pressured every single time you throw the ball? Although, to his credit, maybe that's how Dayball reevaluated his offense and just ran rollouts all game long today, like I talked about. I don't know. Pretty nutty, mate. What do you have for me? Throw something at me. Um, I'm about to just pull up a whole box score list here and just kind of run through the day's events. I just want to, like, get quick thoughts now across the whole day's festivitas. So we we went to the Patriots Patriots Packers pretty good. Uh, you gave me you gave me a couple strong pieces of information there involving the Cowboys Commies game just now. Uh, Dolphins Bengals happened on Thursday night, but we didn't really cover it much. We didn't really talk about it much on uh, Friday and during the Friday Five because we were more focused on the upcoming games. But did anything stand out to you about that Dolphins Bengals game? Obviously, exclude you know. I mean, other than Tua. The Tua injury was, yeah, the Tua injury is devastating. Uh, and that, 
obviously that's that's gonna be one of those mental images my of boy an T Higgins that went sticks went with people nuts. for a while. You know that I was like super pro T Higgins preseason. Like yeah. I'm sticking with that. He had a good day. Buck twenty six touchdown. Yeah. Higgins had a really nice day there, no question. Uh Vikes squeaked one out over the across the pond today. Uh, over the, the London Gingers, the London Andy Dalton Saints. Yeah. That's right. The that Andy Dalton led Saints. Should not have been that close. The but. Red Rocket leading a team to a mm. close football game mm. and losing like he's done so many times in his career. Double doink. Double doinking it. But yeah, the Vikes held on. Uh Nick here is actually Amongst the last two survivors in a survivor pool that he's in, yeah. with our friend Adam, who you'll soon hear for the first time in our movie athlete fantasy football draft. And we both needed squeakers. Both of us made it yeah, challenging. You both squeaked by today with your survivor picks, but you're the last two left in that pool. So I'm excited that one of you two is going to win some cash cheddar. Always like cheering for my homies to win some stuff. We made, uh, a, we made a, a deal earlier via text. Ooh, nice. Love a good deal. Uh, it's gonna be seventy uh, percent for the winner, thirty percent for the loser. Fuck yeah, both y'all are walking with some chatter. I like yeah. that. That's fun. I, yeah. I like that. But we're still playing for some ass. Right? Hell yeah, playing for some ass. Yeah. I love that. I'm not going. I'm not going fifty fifty. Let's have some fun. Let's yeah, keep. Yeah, let's have right? some fun. Let's keep. I love that. Hell yeah, for sure. Uh, Jet Steelers. We talked about that. Badass Jets. 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 But we'll see what the now Kenny Pickett led pittsburgh sealers look like going forward hopefully it's going to be a lot of george pickens action up in that ass uh g-men survived as we talked about in pretty good detail with saquon playing some fourth quarter pistol quarterback pretty badass uh titans colts we went into that pretty good as well talked about how the colts suck that was a the fact that they were giving me three and a half points is preposterous. I'm going to throw out apparently what's a catchphrase of mine because you and Adam have now both pointed out to me that a thing I do and say a lot is, oh, that team sucks at football. Mm-hmm. Let me be the first to say that. Oh, not the first to say. I'm sure many people have said it. Let me add on to the people that are saying the Colts suck at football. Wow, that's wild. Didn't I didn't see them full sucking coming. Matt Ryan does not throw the ball well. Oof. He did at one time. He threw the ball very well, he could pinpoint, he could throw the ball exactly into a small pocket. No longer. No longer. They are only three-point dogs at uh, Denver. Brady just got another touchdown, by by the way. Motherfucker. Uh, they're still not going to win. The, the Chiefs are still going to win and cover, but that just brought it closer towards the end. Uh, anyway, uh, Chargers beat the Texans by 10. Uh, we haven't gone into this game much. Got any thoughts or standout players or I thought, things from this I game? I thought this was going to be a, a Chargers like breakout game. I thought this might be the day where they like start to put things together. Eckler finally had his day. Like I feel like I wasn't sure this was coming, but I, I thought if it was going to be coming, it was going to be today. Uh, Damian Pierce, huge day from Damian Pierce. Like it is Damian Pierce a top ten fantasy running back? Is Damian Pierce a top eight fantasy running back? Because I'm going to say he's absolutely a top ten. I, I I love that you're getting out there with this. I hope you're I'm right. not getting out there with this. This is, well, I'm getting a little bit out there. But, like, I feel very, very confident. I, I hope that you're right. I, too, was in the Damian Pierce game in a few different ways coming into the season. This was a guy I was pretty high on, especially for how late he was going for the fact it was clear he'd get – a chance at a featured role, even if it wasn't on a silver platter for him to start the season. It seemed pretty clear that that team was going to give him a lot of opportunities at it. 
and he's delivering so far, and it's awesome, and I take the shit out of it. So, yeah, I'm in on this Damian Pierce action. I will... I'll super one up you and say, is Damian Pierce a top five? No, I'm just kidding. No. Uh, I think I think like top eight to twelve is a strong possibility. Fourteen carries, one thirty-one, one touchdown. Nobody else on the team had a rushing attempt. That's that's what it comes down to. He he gets every he gets all the carries. That is one of those That's it. Is there there are only three other running backs in the NFL that get eighty percent plus of carries on their teams, right? Saquon Barkley and Alvin Kamara. Nobody else gets that high of a percentage. Is that the sexiest stat not shown in a box in a typical box score about a player? It's got to be up like, there. In terms of it's got to be up there. Like, running backs in terms of percentage of workload. Because yeah, I I agree. In terms of fantasy implications, that's got to be up there. In terms of sexiest things not shown in a box score. Yeah, possibly in any sport. But love that. No, I, I'm, I, I like that quite a bit. As someone who has fucking Justin Herbert in three fantasy football leagues, it was nice for him to have a strong day today. I played against him in one matchup, and uh, I indeed lost that matchup. But uh, that's okay. Yeah. That's the way she goes. Well, I had two matchups going where I didn't have Justin Herbert and played against him in one of the two. I've got a couple early. Let's play this game. I've got a couple early lines from next week that I think I like. Hey, let me finish going down. I'm still going down. Oh, the, sorry. No, you're good. I'm still still going down the schedule here. Yeah, my fault. We'll, we'll finish today's action, and then yeah. I'd love to talk about the future. Nice. It's all good. My boy gets excitable. He'd mentioned it earlier in the podcast. Dude, I get fucking fired up. We sometimes. still stand by. You have to pour the shots real quick while I ask the, while I uh, scroll well, to the next question. You can't contradict me getting excited and then ask me to pour shots. I 100% can because I just did so. I, in fact, just pointed out that you get excited and then asked you to pour shots, Sold. proving that I can do it. That's my shot glass sliding along the table towards him for our ASMR enthusiasts. That I, <laughs> That's this Nick and Derek's ASMR moment of the week. I'm sure we got loads of those. Don't worry, soundbite incoming. We actually, weirdly enough, do have some weekly ASMR happening, so... Uh, we're, I'm trying to acclimate to those people. We love you out there. If you're an ASMR person and you're into our podcast, we'll keep feeding you a random nugget or two a week. Jesus. Uh, yeah. Chargers decisive victory. Looking closer to form. I'm excited to, I'm excited for the hopeful tight race in the AFC West between the Chiefs and the Chargers. And I hope it shakes out that way. Cause now I love that this once preseason pictured super division where this is the strongest division we've ever seen in football two of the teams suck bro just laid out there for my my uh eagles chargers ravens plus 1700 week one parlay bro <laughs> week one parlay he'll have to he'll yeah, reach out like we all did division winners on week one what oh yeah forgot about that that's right you could yeah Cheers. Uh-huh. Up, down, clinky, drinky. Woo. Tequila's good. All right. Repeat that for the people. Oh, no. I was just talking some smack about our uh, our division winners week one parlay. Like, that was, like, the one parlay that's going to be, like, season long. But, like, I roped the uh, Ravens, Eagles, Chargers, all division winners at plus 1,700. Hell yeah, dog. 
Some good schniz. All right. Browns, Falcons. Uh, Falcons, three-point W. Bro. Continuing, as Adam pointed out to me today during our discussion about this show. Shout out to Adam Lancer out there. My take without having watched any Falcons football through the first couple weeks that the Falcons suck continues to be being proven wrong. That's a false take. Uh, That's a false take. My thoughts on Marcus Mariota that I spewed all preseason. I'm going to eat some crow on those. Kudos, Marcus Mariota out here leading a football team that I did not think was good to a rock-solid start to a season. As soon as as I saw Miles Garrett was out of that game, I was on the Falcons. They're a... They're kind of a darling through four weeks, eh? They're a little, they're a little bit of like a surprise tale. Most people had the Falcons as pretty fucking bad. Uh, I mean, I know I did, but I think I was in a majority that thought the Falcons would be pretty bad. Um, so we should do an episode where we evaluate where teams are relative to their record, right? So the here's here's a perfect example, right? The Chicago Bears are two and two, and they are way the fuck worse than a two-and-two football team, right? Yes. As a corollary, um, I think the Chargers are two-and-two, and they are way the fuck better than a two-and-two football team. Also, yes. Yeah. So then do you have an example of a two-and-two that feels like a two-and-two football team? The Falcons. Fuck yeah, nice. The Falcons are probably like a 500 football team. However, like people thought they were going to be like a 5 and 12 football team. The Falcons are going to be like a borderline 500 football team. Substantially better than expectations. And the NFC might make the playoffs. Well, unless the Giants go 9 and 8. It'll be like like the Falcons. The Giants and Falcons battling for the right to get fucking ripped. Mm -hmm. By Tampa Bay in the playoffs. Oh, you know it's funny. I was about to throw a third team in there that's going to be a little bit shocking. Well, it fits with Don't what we talked Seattle. about earlier. No, I won't. Uh, I was going to say the right there, the Falcons, the Giants, and the Green Bay Packers all sit right near five hundred, trying to figure out who's going to get in the playoffs out of all of them. Ooh, like that. So you think? So you think the Vikings win that division? I'm starting to think it now, man. After today, Word. after today, man, like that Green Bay offense. Starting out with a bad week one is pretty Aaron Rodgers. Starting out with four bad weeks is different. Here's a good question. For the screen bail. This is actually like like a really really hot question. Please. How much would you have to lay for the AFC to beat the NFC in the Super Bowl? Oh, I mean, I assume. Minus 140? Would you take the AFC, whatever team it is, over the NFC Whatever team it is at minus one forty in the Super Bowl. At minus one forty, yes. Really? I think it'd have to go down. So you don't fucking care who it is. You you get I mean, it could be the Chiefs, Ravens, Bills. I'm just more against anybody in the NFC. Bucks, Broncos, Rams, I'm more forty niners. Yes, I would, and here's why. I also would. Yeah. I just wanted to hear but I was actually gonna go all I think I'd go all the way down to about minus one sixty to one sixty five. That'd be like the very the very fringe of it. Actually, at that point, I don't think I would touch it, but I'd respect the line at that point. But okay, I think so I would tell not me touch why. It. The reason why is twofold, and the one the part one is the more obvious part. Like I, I think want you AFC, to be on the same page as I am, but go ahead. Yeah, the part one is the more obvious part where I think the AFC is better than the NFC. Like the, obviously, I think that if I'm willing to take them at minus action in general, but B, 
I think the top few teams in the AFC are so much stronger than the rest of the conference that I'm confident one of them will get to the Super Bowl, whereas some middling fucking five seed in the NFC might fuck around and get to the Super Bowl and then get buzzsawed by the Chiefs, the Chargers, the Ravens. Something to that effect. Yeah, Where, like, the Eagles are the powerhouse of the NFC now the, as the only undefeated team in the NFC. And while I think they're very good, they also feel like a football team that's going to lose in the second week of the playoffs because they're, they're going to, like, get the bye as they battle their way through an okay NFC least and going to wind up choking after the bye week and, against the Vikings. And then the Vikings are going to get crushed in the NFC Championship by another not, weird team. Not the Vikings, but I understand the point you're making. Yeah. Um, oh, NFC Championship. Why not I, the Vikings? Because we just saw the Eagles demolish the Vikings on Monday Night Football, and the Vikings match up piss poor against uh, the Eagles. Yeah, yeah, it's a anyway, terrible sorry, matchup. The, you're right. That specific that's mid, why that specific middling NFC team matchup. is not the best draw. Yeah. you're right. I'm sorry, yeah. but. Yes. Uh, yeah. If you Eagles, said if you said San Fran after yeah. Jimmy G like remembers how to play football, oh, yeah. like I would play that yeah. game. Or the if you said Eagles the Rams, feel, I would play that game too. The, the Vikings, the Vikings like, are never ever going to beat the Eagles in a football game this year. Never. Yeah. It's a piss poor matchup. All right. Fair enough. But yeah, the Eagles do feel like both possibly the best team in the NFC and complete fodder to be eliminated in the middle round somewhere. Yes. Yeah. And then you're looking at like. I don't like any of the favorites in the NFC. So the, like, Rams. So, the Rams and the 49ers. Yeah, so That's it. one of them comes out of the NFC, possibly, and I feel like they're just fodder for any of the top three or four teams in the AFC. Yeah. Give me the Bills. Give me the Ravens. Give me the Chiefs. Give me the Chargers. Any of those four over anyone in the AFC. Or in the NFC, I mean. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I think so. Like, I, I don't know that I have an NFC team that I would legitimately put amongst those four teams. I would lay 160. Yeah. Like I said, I, that'd be like the breaking point, and I'd really the have depth. to stare it it's, down. It's all about what you said. Depth is pretty much what I can Yeah. Find. And furthermore, it's the depth that I feel confident would get to the Super Bowl. One of those four teams will get to the Super Bowl. No right. one's, No team's going to come up and surprise enough of them that one of them to like... One yeah, of them might yeah. get knocked out in an earlier round than expected. Well, well hell. What the fuck? The, like, like, fuck it, man. Listen, keep the conversation going. Even if one of them does, like, guess who it is? The Bengals. All right, well, they'll, I think they'll fucking rope the fucking Eagles or any of those fucking NFC teams also. Like, I don't... Fine, right? Yeah. If somebody eclipses the top four, like, they're still a fucking sick... I, I agree. Right? Yeah, no, you make an excellent point there. Yeah, even outside of my power four, yeah. if somehow some team is upset yeah, all of those. Yeah, guess what it is? The last team to go to the fucking Super Bowl. Like, all yeah. right, fine. And also, if they beat two the of Dolphins. those four, presumably, then they're really fucking the Dolphins are like, like The Dolphins are like a super, super quiet, like 11-2 and two team over their last 13 games. Like, the Dolphins are crazy good before their additions this year. Like, yeah. Dolphins are a good fucking football team. I don't know what you care about, whatever's going on with Tua, but like that's a, a well put together football team, and they're not, they're not even in the conversation, right? Nope. Like, to be fair, several people had the Dolphins atop their power rankings after Week Three, when the Dolphins and the Eagles were the last two undefeated. There were several people that slid the Dolphins all the way up to number like, one. They're I good. hate using this term because I think it's like very overused, but the Dolphins are definitely like a disrespected team. Like the Dolphins are better than the public perception. Very much better. 
Nice. I got a couple more games to run down for the rest of the day here. Yeah. We got we got sidetracked. All right. So Browns Falcons. Yeah. Shout out to Falcons. Uh, Cowboys beat the Commies 25-10. Pressure, pressure, pressure. Carson Wentz, no time to throw. This is going to be problematic for anyone playing Dallas and also for anybody that Washington is facing. Yep, love that. Quick rundown, but uh, we talked about it a bit earlier, so moving forward still. Eagles-Jags went into this one as well. Uh, yep, well covered there. Bills-Ravens, this is one that uh, the Lions outscored this game today. Who would have seen that coming? So you had this battle of two powerhouse AFC offenses. As we just mentioned, we think two of the four best teams in the AFC. Mm, Two of the best two teams in the AFC. Oh, you you have them as one and two? Yeah. I think that's fair also. I'm not here to disagree with that. I just, uh, you know, I was, yeah, I think probably one and two. Anyway. Unimportant. I yeah. didn't watch this game. The Lions outscored this game combined. I, I, I find that interesting. I didn't watch a single play of this game. I'm uh, I'm useless. Right He's now. useless on this game. My apologies. Uh, no worries. I know the Bills came back late. The Bills were down. They went by a field goal. It was 2020. Yeah. Bills kicked the field goal. Okay, nice. Uh, Bills Mafia, keep on rolling on, you know, doing your thing. Break tables. Ravens, what, 2-2 two and two now? Yeah. yeah two and two. Uh, another 2-2 two and two team that's better than 2-2. Two and two. Definitely better than... Uh, yeah. Fucking Giants. Yeah. At 3-1. and one. Yep. Yeah, you're absolutely right about that. thousand percent. That's what's funny in this early phase of the NFL season. Like, outside of the implica- the direct, not implications. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry, not implications. Not talking about the dentist system here. I, God damn it. That's what I wanted to happen. Like like a, like uh, a boat dentist implication. No, I, I, was, I wasn't actually going towards the dentist well, system here. because of the implication. Well, it's not because of the implication. Wait, are you the, saying that we're going to... The, no, the, no, 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 Mac. Not that. It's just because of the implication. It's just, god damn it. No, the correlation oh. I was trying to go with there. Very different. The Not the implication, the correlation. Fuck, I lost. Where was I going before that? The Ravens like, are better than the Giants. The Ravens are 2-2. Two two. The Giants are 3-1. and one. Record does not correlate to quality of team. Yeah, at this phase of the season. Yes, thank you. That is exactly the direction I was trying to go. Yeah, uh, uh, The tequila has caught up to me, folks. Nope. I, I played catch-up successfully. That was the name of tonight's game. I did it. I've done it. It's excellent. But, yes, I uh, got a little stutter-stepped there for a moment. But, yeah, the correlation here is that this first five, six weeks of the NFL season is a bit of anarchy. And we're coming up on the stretch that I think we find out who's for real. I love the week's... Five, five and six through like week 10 and 11 in the NFL is so interesting to me because I think that's when the picture really starts to paint itself. Minus there's always the late season darling that goes on a run and thrusts themselves from like four and six up to fucking like 10 and six. This is when capping gets hard, right? So like I, I feel like I've had a leg up because I watch a lot of football and I watch a lot of things that I see that other people don't see in football. And I, I like to think that that's why my, uh, all right, not to sound like an asshole, but like why my capping record is as good as it is. But the next couple of weeks are going to be a little more challenging, right? Because teams tend to learn more about other teams. Uh, coaches figure out how they have to make sure that they improve on what they're doing. And there, there's a lot of like correction in the NFL. So, the next couple of weeks are going to be tough, but I think we can we can figure some things out. We will continue to figure some things out. 
as is evident by my betting record being the best it's been all season today. You know, Ooh. we're starting to figure some things out. And, you know, it's uh, steps in the right direction. But, yeah, Bills-Ravens, will move past that since you didn't get to watch it today, nor did I. But uh, I'm sure lots of people have. Cardinals-Panthers, 26-16. Any tales of the tape from that one? Anything that stands out as Pretty much exactly game? what I thought. Uh, two bad secondaries. Uh, one good quarterback, one not good quarterback. Cardinals win. That's it. Cardinals, fat W. Uh, do you think they're rounding closer to their real form? Do you think today's 10-point win is a closer indication to character? Or do you think it's an indication I of think, a bad opponent? No, 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 no. I think that I think that, that game is more indicative of, of Carolina than I think it is of Arizona. Okay, fair. Yeah. I, uh, Cardinals a playoff team, yes or no? No. Fascinating. They'll be in that. They'll be in the in the hunt graphic at the end of the year. But I'm with you on that. I think yes. They'll be one of those teams. It's like it's like five logos of teams outside looking in, and therefore between the seven teams in and the five outside, you've covered most of the NFC in that graphic magically. But yeah, they'll be in that in the hunt graphic, which I always find funny because yeah, it's like two thirds of the conference pictured in one graphic. No, I'm sorry, three quarters. Yeah, literally like you'll see like roughly three quarters of the entire conference pictured. But I like that that many teams say, quote, in the hunt. Uh, in Bron- the hunt. Broncos, Raiders. We covered this earlier. Raiders uh, Cardinals, a not win. a playoff team, and they lose a stupid game that they should never lose to knock them out of the playoffs, like probably at Atlanta on New Year's Day. Ooh, nice. Love that. Hot uh, take. Write this down. It's Cardinals, the it's in the, the hunt, lose at the Falcons on New Year's Day and get eliminated. It's on the record. Let the record reflect it. Perfect. Uh, Patriots, Packers. Why was this a close game? Yeah. Why was this a close game? It's got to be alarming, man. No Mac Jones. Brian Hoyer gets injured. Bailey Zappi comes in to play quarterback with the New England Patriots. For the record, uh, hot take. Not hot take. Hot stat. Uh, Bailey Zappi has thrown the most touchdowns in a single season ever in college football. Breaking Joe Burrow's record of two years ago. From what school? D's? Bailey Zappi? Fuck if I know, man. Western Kentucky. Man, was was I supposed to know that Bailey Zappi went to Western Kentucky? Our fucking Hilltoppers, son. Oh, uh, that's a sweet mascot name. I like that. The I Hilltoppers. Know. And they've got that awesome, like, like red orange, like jumpy guy that looks like a piece of candy. Is the mascot. mascot like a dude that just like walks around in a big mound hill costume? Big red but there's thing. a tiny like stick figure thing on top of it that no. is that's really the hilltopper, but the mascot person is really just the hill walking around. No, you're trying to make a thing out of this. He's just like a big red ball of goo. Uh I mean I like goo. I know. Goo. Regardless. Uh Bailey Zappi, all time touchdown leader in one Single season. Also, all-time quarterback. Uh, Somehow took the fucking Packers to overtime. This is my concern. Like, what is this? Is Green Bay not good? Like, why did it take overtime to beat New England's third-string quarterback? Well, Is New England's rushing game that good? I don't think it is. My guy's name is Bailey motherfucking Zappy, dog. That's an incredible name. Zappy? Zappy. Z-A-P-P-E. Dude, iconic name. Iconic motherfucking name. Are you going to answer the question? I will answer Or answer the any question. Is Green Bay not good? What it, is it? It seems that Green Bay is not good. And that is one of the bigger surprises of the season to me. If not 
the biggest surprise of the season. It's crazy. It's pretty wild. I don't know. Uh, he and Brady not looking good is continuing to puzzle my brain. Uh, the Chiefs Bucks has went final now. Chiefs win by 10, 41, 31 final. Yeah. Uh, so, yep, I, I held on to get all three of my bets right this week. Atta so, boy. three and one. And a boy. Three and one across the board. Three and one for both of us. Three, uh, four and one. If you separate the two player props I made, no, no, I know it doesn't. No, no, I know. Hey, I know it doesn't count as the actual stats. No, because that would make four and two. If you separate them, yeah, because I got one. I've got one of the parts of the player prop right and one wrong. Oh, yeah. So okay, you're right. My bad. It's all good, baby, baby. All right. Um. All right. Yeah, that rounds out the list, actually. It's Chiefs-Bucks. So, uh, we didn't really watch the game, as you can tell, because we've been recording a podcast over it. But, uh, you know, Chiefs handled that ass pretty comfortably. Bucks actually much more offense than I thought they'd have. I actually, I'm going to pull up that box score real quick. Let's, we can live react to that box score together here, in fact. Let's take a look to do here. Uh, Edward Solaire had himself a nice day. 19 carries, 92 yards, got a Ooh. touchdown. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco, Pacheco, 11 carries, 63 yards. Decent. Uh, do you know who N. Gray is? <laughs> he got himself a carry and a yard, but apparently that's one of the five. Oh, that's just in the rushing stat in this game. I thought I was looking at a bigger box score than that. Uh, uh, uh. Kelsey led the receiving effort, nine catches, 92 yards, yep. and a touchdown. MVS, three catches, 63 yards. That's a guy you and I were high on that's been a real letdown so far. I know. The yep. MVS, we, you and I were mutually high on this. And you know what? This is actually going to be a lesson to me for the future. Whenever you and I are so high on a guy that late, I feel like he we're sucks. wrong. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I feel like whenever you and I are both like, holy shit, this guy's going to be sweet. I disagree. About a late round guy? I Maybe not every time. But I'll like, keep throwing the darts. Because I, to me, like... When it's that late, if you and I are both wrong, like the risk factor is like nothing, but the the high factor is like very high. So I'll whatever I'll I'll throw the dice. That's fair. You make a good point. But so Brady thirty nine for fifty two for three hundred eighty five yards and three Yeesh. touchdowns. Fuck. Fucking great day for Brady in, in a losing effort there. Uh, fucking yeah, Leonard Fournette. Three carries for negative three yards. But it's uh, money. It's money. Are you fucking serious? Yeah. Well, that's his whole day. Negative three yards rushing? No, negative three yards rushing. Yep, that, <sighs> that happened today, sir. On three carries. Uh, Mike uh. Mike Evans, eight catches for 103 yards and two touchdowns. Ooh. Uh, Leonard Fournette did have a good uh, receiving game. Seven catches, 57 yards, and a touchdown. Yeah. Uh, Chris Godwin, seven catches, 59 yards, no score. Uh, yeah, you know, pretty scattered amongst that. Uh, how many receivers do you think Brady had catch a pass? Seven. Ten. Fuck. Three tight ends? Uh, let's see. Cameron Braid. I don't know. Uh, oh, Cole, Be- Cole Beasley got his first catch Jesus in this game. Christ. Julio got a catch. Uh, Gage got a catch. So is Otten a tight end? Yeah. So that's two. So yeah, Cameron Bray, Otten, and Kieft. Hot. Who? K. Kieft. <sighs> he got one catch for 19. Co. Kieft. It's a baller. He is a tight end. So yeah, three tight ends. Nice. Yeah. yeah. 
Kokey. Let's go. Let's go. One rapid, catch for 19 yards. Let's go. Rapid reaction for next week's spreads because I've got a couple of things that jump off the page at me. And uh, I want to get your rapid reaction. Then we'll wrap things up and we'll uh, just use these as a segue into uh, our Friday Five, homie. Yeah. We'll get some rapid reaction thoughts. We'll see what changes by the Friday Five. You know, it'll be interesting. Well, it'll, it'll be interesting to find out in that gap of time. So sure, throw him at a gut guy. Yeah, we'll, we'll just get some that. things that that I find appealing. Okay. All right. I'm good. I'm good. What do you find appealing, Kim? Titans, Commanders. What do you think the line is? I would guess, guy, that the Titans are favored by uh, home or away. Titans. It's at Washington. I'm going to guess the Titans are favored by two and a half points, guy. That's literally on the fucking nose. On the nose. Hot dog. Nice. 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 Sweet. Well done. Well done. Who do you like? I like the Titans. Fuck yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm classic D's mode. The commies seem like a bad football team. But no, beyond that, Carson Wentz seems to be showing himself to be bad again. Like, bad, bad. And uh, the Titans are kind of proving me dead wrong about them being last place in the AFC. Like, I'm, uh, you know, eating some crow on that one. It's not going down that way. The Titans are a middle-of-the-pack team after all. My bad. Thursday night game. I don't know how Denver has to play two out of three Thursday night games, but Thursday night game. Uh, Colts at Denver. Mm. Did we just revealed the spread of this a bit ago. We just talked about this. Colts minus. It's, it's Denver minus three. Yeah, that's right. I was like, I remember, I guess, minus three and a half, and I was right. close. I uh, remember. Giants at Packers. At Green Bay. What's funny about this, I think – the Packers are going to be favored by like three and a half, but the Giants are three and one, and that's probably not like a fair spread at that point. But I'm going to say Packers minus three and a half. That's what you think it is? That's my guess. What would you take? Would you take the Giants plus three and a half or the Packers minus seven and a half? I w- Wait, Giants plus three I'm and a half? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Would you take the Giants uh, plus three and a half or the Packers minus three and a half? I'd take the Giants plus three and a half. Really? I... I have concerns about the Packers right now. And the Giants are three and one, man. They're playing. De- I mean, all right. Let me rephrase. Pending news about the quarterback situation on the Giants. I need more information. I I wouldn't touch this game till closer. Because Daniel Jones finished the game. He came back in the game. Oh, I didn't know that part. All right. I I, th- I thought Saquon finished the game. All right. Um, Daniel Jones came back, and if he seemed fine, then all right, cool. Yeah, I'd go Giants. Yeah. So can I assume that your gold medal pick will be Giants plus seven and a half? Because that's what the line is right now. Oh, man. Wow. God, the NFL's fucking weird. Yeah, I'm definitely going to fucking try to hit up Giants plus seven and a half. Seven and a half. Yeah, they only need to lose by a touchdown or less? Fuck yeah. Get me up in that ass. Into it. We'll see if I uh, remember this come Friday 5, but... Yes, I'm about that action, boss. Steelers Bills at Buffalo. What do you think that line is? Bills minus ten and a half. Fourteen. Yeah, I mean that's fair. Actually, that's, that's, I would that's... still take the Bills. 
<laughs> I just never like touching spreads that big. Like, even when I think the favorite team is going to win by X amount, I'm just like, there's just things I'd rather bet on than, like, a monster blowout. Josh Allen. the weirdest things Josh Allen, happen. Josh Allen is 1-10 in, in one-score games in his career, and he's 13-0 in games decided by more than 24 points. Like, Josh Allen blows motherfuckers out. Yeah, no, I... I've heard that stat and similar stats about his blowing people out before, but I do have a t- I have a tough time pulling the trigger on like massive, fucking favorites like that. I, I'm always just like so much can go wrong, and a ten point decisive victory can happen, and I lose my bet. You know, it's just like so I I I have a tough time betting ones that are that massive, but it's a fair spread. Sunday night football: Bengals Ravens in Baltimore. Ravens minus. Four and a half. Three. Ravens minus three. Okay. My first gut would be... I'm going to just tell you right now. This is my gold medal play of the week. Right now. I've had this circled for like a month. Man, that's a long time. This... I'm telling you right now. After the way that the Bengals like man-jacked the Ravens in two games last year, when the Ravens secondary was so absent because they were losing like... 90% 90% of their secondary. I am so hardcore on the Ravens having this revenge factor and just slaughtering Cincy at home. So you love the Ravens minus three? I love the Ravens minus 13. Like, I think Baltimore just smacks them around. Nice. Hell yeah, this, Ravens. this will be my gold pick. This, that's, my second, I that's my secondary squad out there. Oh. Love the dirt. Love the Ravens. Yes, two games last last year when this the Ravens had no secondary whatsoever because they were so injured, and since he just like threw the ball all over them and popped up points, like I'm very big on the Ravens' revenge factor this year. Motherfuck yeah, dude! Into that. All right, what else you got for me? <laughs> we're playing predict a line for next week. Sure, fuck yeah, I'm in. I'll, I'll keep playing this game. Well, that was my favorite one. That was the favorite. All right. All right, you want one more? I do. Yeah, give me one more. We'll we'll uh, we'll end on your. Oh, your... I like this one too. Ooh, I right. like this one too. Dramatic tension. Patriots Lions. Is that from you again? Nightmare. It's currently 11:52 p.m. It's 11:52. With a current temperature of 45 degrees. It's 45 degrees. 11:52 p.m. and it's 45 degrees out, folks. Say the question again. I'm sorry, I got distracted by the. Actually, I got a better one, I think. All right, fuck that last one you just asked me about. Actually, just give me both, because now the people are going to want to know the answer to the first one you threw out there. Jags, Texans. Is that the first one you threw out there, or nope. an additional one? All right, fuck the original. Jags, Texans. Uh, where is it at? Jacksonville. Jags. Sweet home field advantage in Jacksonville. Duval Florida. County. Sweet Jacksonville, Duval County, home field advantage, Con family running the joint, AEW reigning and greatest heavyweight champion of all time, John Moxley is going to run in there with a fucking steel chair and whack some Texans up in that ass. Jacksonville, minus five and a half. Seven. Minus seven. I was I was about to go six and a half initially, but I uh, peeled back a little. But Jacksonville minus seven. Would you take early. the Jags minus seven? I would take the Texans plus seven. 
I would want it to slide down to six and a half and be able, and be able to take I've it. I've got to be really convinced to lay a touchdown. Like, really convinced. That's fair. Um, I think I'd look around for bets I like better than this one on the that's, weekend. Yeah, that's I, leave it alone. I, leave I, it alone. I, that's one of those pass it for now, see if it changes type of lines for me where I'm like, yeah, that's that feels like it's close to the right window of Perfect. how that game goes, Perfect. but I don't know. Carolina, San Francisco. Where is it In at? Carolina. In Carolina. <laughs> this feels like a good time for the Niners to have a surprising little semi-get-right for Jimmy G. Um, but I'll say the Niners are a two-and-a-half-point favorite, minus two-and-a-half. Four-and-a-half. Okay. All right, that's a little more respect than I but they play tomorrow, so a lot of things can change before they play tomorrow night. Oh, yeah, that's true. What yeah. do you think about tomorrow night's game? Rams, 49ers. What do you think? Um, I think the Rams win comfortably. Really? They're dogs. They're dogs? They're dogs. Yeah. Ooh. I don't know. Kyle Shanahan's offense is just, it's just like built to like decimate the, the Rams. Fair enough. I mean, I'm just... Not I'm sure. all over the Rams. Maybe, they look, they maybe look like Jimmy shit. G's get right tomorrow, but I don't. I, I don't see what can score in the Niners I don't offense know. right I, now. I like so. I watched the Broncos 49ers game. I, I watched every play, and once Trent Williams got hurt, once the, the 49ers were operating without him, they looked bad, man. Like that's yeah, an I integral deep, part of that offense. I have deep concerns about that Niners team, and like that's the part of it where I'm like, yeah, I like the Rams comfortably. Yeah, because I have deep concerns about. All right, let's. I just don't see where the Niners score a moderate amount of. Amount I think the Rams' points. defensive line is dominant enough that it's going to be hard for the the Forty Niners to score points. Yeah, I don't. I don't see where the offense comes for the Niners tomorrow. So yeah, I'm all over the. I'd be all over the Rams. Fascinating. If the Ram, if the Rams are dogs, I'm about to rant, bet some Rams money line. Can we make tonight. this? A, can we make this a pick? Like a like a a, a side D two B two pick on my part. Yeah, I mean, I'm just well, you know, it won't count towards just the season. Add it to tie, my but we're just ta- we're just talking about it. I'm gonna add it to my record. Oh, you can add it to the Rams record. plus one and a half. Rams plus one and a half. All right, I'll tell I'll tell you what, you can add that to your record. I'm gonna go out on the limb. Full You're gonna Rams fucking slide it, aren't you? No, I'm gonna say straight up Rams money line. All right, same, all right. Same as sports. Not here. much. I'm just gonna take the extra little leap, the straight up win the game. I'm just gonna. No, just take the one and a half points. No, dude, just taking the win. All right. They're going to fucking win the football game. All right. Rams are going to win that football game. But I'm going to bet that tonight. Yeah. We're going to add those. We'll have our weird odd n- number asterisks onto our record at the end <laughs> of the season. It's fine. NBD. No big deal. Nice. Yeah. I had a conversation with some older people about young people's abbreviations these days. Ah. It was good. And uh, you know what else was good? This episode? This, drinking, hanging out with my buddy. Fuck yeah. Jabbering into an open microphone. Sunday, random reactions. We had uh, we had a few light notes on what we were going to do with this first uh, playing catch-up evening on a Sunday. And we kind of dipped into those. We kind of just rambled on about what struck us on the day. I want to get a headset. Can I get a headset? Because I move around so much sometimes. Can the problem I get, is the microphones can I get like on a those. Crib? He- the problem is with the microphones on those headsets; they're just way shittier than these. This level. What is going off again? Is your phone? It's me. Noise? I'm moving it. Oh, I, uh, it was a very important alarm. 
Yeah, was, what the fuck is going off right now? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, um, yeah, the problem is the the microphones on those boys are way shittier than like these type of microphones. Yeah. You know? We want to give the people that quality, crisp audio quality. I like once quality. Once I eventually become a good producer. and the people. Like, you know, long-term goals. Once I eventually get good at audio production, they'll get some really good audio quality because the microphones are pretty decent. And once I match the quality of those, it's going to be money. It's going to be on. No, the mics are the hottest. I just, I like to move around so much. I know. You're, I, you're a moving type of guy. But uh, I'm doing so much better, though. You are. Oh, dude, absolutely. Right? Yeah, it's a, it's a skill that develops over time, baby. But yeah, it is. It's a funny thing. I talk, to, I talk to people about this, and they ask me, like, how it's going. I'm like, the funniest thing to get used to is just, like, getting myself included, all of us... Just remembering to look at the microphone. Or not even necessarily look at it, but have your face facing the microphone. Your eyes can wander, but the direction of your face needs to be at the microphone. Because when I go over here, all of a sudden, you guys can hear the difference over here. I'm over here, and then I'm over here, and then I'm over here, and then I'm over here. God. It's a fascinating thing. I might put like a somewhat sexually explicit picture on top of the microphone just to like encourage myself to look at it. There you go. Yeah, nice. Uh, Are you picturing like. Angelina Jolie type of sexy, nah, or are you picturing no, no. like it was, uh, it was more like like remember that time that the the Kool Aid guy like smashed through a wall, and like the cartoon chick that was on the side, something like that. Nice dude, yeah, some some sexual Kool Aid man. Mm. Uh, that might become the the sub parentheses episode title here. Uh, you know, uh, playing catch up semicolon. The sexual Kool Aid man. Remember that chick from the side. Remember that chick from the side. Man, it's been a ton of fun. Do you have any, uh, you, you gave me a quality, we talked about your new weekly D2. Do you have any long, the, any thoughts on a B2? Do you have a, a B2 to close this out with? Like, like maybe like Busted Bay, like the busted of the greenest of bays. Why are the Packers a seven and a half point favorite next week? Man. Nick, what makes them more than a touchdown better than the Giants? Nick is hung the up. The busted of bays. The busted of bays. I don't bays. know, bro. Like maybe they get rolled. But you tell me what's going to stop the Giants from, at, quite frankly, beating Green Bay, let alone losing by more than a touchdown? That bay is busted. That bay is busted, and it's going to get busted even further by some bad bitches on the G-Men. That's my official D2 of the day, or my official B2 of the day, because them G-Men are some bad bitches, man. Watch out. It's time for Derek or Nick's D2 or B2 of the day. But that's it, man. We've we've really reached the proverbial rope's end of this whole concept that we're rolling out here for the first time. Some drunk podcasting, some, well, I was sober when this started, and I'm certainly not sober anymore. What? So we, I did it. We played catch-up, and we also played catch-up on the day's action. We're going to roll this out on a Monday, going to get the people a taste of today's NFL action through the prism of a guy who got to drink and watch football all day and a guy who got to serve beers to people at a place that has one TV that had the Lions game on all day. And then got to learn about the day's action through the prism of the drunk guy. What an experiment. What a time. The only type of, you can only find this type of thing on a place like T2B2 Sports. That you can, of course, find on the Instagram and Twitter at D2B2Sports. Oh. And you can, of course, you know, click the five stars and, like, fucking like and sub- follow and subscribe and do all that type of stuff, you know? Nick, what do you think of people that like and follow and subscribe and blast comments in their favorite podcasts? I would hang out with those people. Yeah, I, too, would hang out with those people. Those people. There are also cool people that me. I would not hang out with. Those you know are the type of people that don't like and follow and yeah. comment on podcasts they like and shit. Just general lack of friendly 
Yes. Yeah, just not the vibe I'm going for in my life and the hangings out I try to corral upon and around myself. So that's it. Those are our closing thoughts. That's the way we're getting down here at fucking D2B2 Sports. We love you so much. Stay tuned for more absolute nonsense coming at you. One time. For your mind. I think that's the third time I've said that to the one time on this very episode. I used to like break off that one time all the time, and then I would yell, Eli. It's like an old school, like Eli Manning thing. Old school Eli actions up in that crib Bro, I to fucking close love out the Eli show. Manning. He fucking loves Eli Manning. And someday, still do. when Eli goes to the Hall of Fame, we'll have a uh, celebratory Eli deserves this. You know what's funny? Yo? It's like Sports. everyone that like talks shit about Eli Manning wishes their quarterback was Eli fucking Manning. Yeah, goddamn right, man, dude. Yeah, if I could have Eli's accomplishments on the lines, I'd be thrilled. I'd be like, yeah, put right? that motherfucker in the Hall yeah. of Fame. Done. Yeah. Yeah. Dude beat Brady in the Super Bowl twice. That's Hall of Fame worthy right, right? there. There yeah. are players with less than that on their resume I in know. the Hall of Fame. But, like, like Vikings fans are like, Eli sucks. And I'm like, what the fuck are you, bro? Yeah. the fuck are you? And on that note, Game you on. stay classy, yeah. Planet Earth. On that note, Brad Johnson is fucking awesome. as always for listening to another fun installment of D2B2 Sports check out some of the other stuff we're doing here at Good Fun Media including After the Laugh Track our sitcom fandom podcast chopping it up about our favorite aspects of the sitcom universe ranging from individual topics about series abroad to individual series with topics abroad see what I did there anyway also, the jokes on that show will probably be better than the joke in the story. And also make sure to check out more of the Multiverse, a Marvel Cinematic Universe fandom podcast. Chopping it up about detailed topics within the Marvel Universe, ranging from our favorite non-powered super characters. See what I did there as well? And gear and all sorts of stuff like that. Thank you so much for listening. We love you.